everybody. Uh, today's episode 37 of Real Talk. That's real talk for real estate investors. <laughs> um, my name is Chris Anino. I'm here joined today with Mark Woodring. He's the director of investments here at Freedom Real Estate Family of Companies. Uh, today we're talking about maximizing your portfolio. Uh, if you heard our vlog, um, we're going to kind of dive into the nitty gritty of four main topics. Uh, diversifying your portfolio, um, different strategies you can take advantage of in real estate investing, tax advantages mm-hmm. in real estate investing, and hiring property management. So I think the biggest part of this conversation, uh, Mark, and I'm sure you agree, is diversification. Yeah, absolutely. Having you know multiple uh, different asset and asset classes that you have. You right. know, so I know that sometimes when you're talking to investors, they're like, "Well, you know, what do you think I should do?" You know, right. and so, it, you know, A, definitely that's a good question because you want to have a strategy. Right. Um, you don't want to just, you know, either do what everybody else is doing. I mean, you have to you have to build out your portfolio for what works for you. Absolutely. You know, and I know that on some of our different vlogs that we've talked about, you know, the difference between single family home versus multi. And, you know, I'm sure we'll jump into like scaling and all right. those kind of things as well. But. Yeah, actually, that's a conversation I have a lot with uh, with our owners, with our clients. That right. um, you know, it's not so much a conversation of, "Hey, I have this money, what do I do with it?" It's more of a, right. "Hey, look, I'm interested in this property. This is the asset class that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this area going to do what I want it to do? This is my goal, right?" We talk about. Right. I, I mean, I talk about five, ten, and fifteen year goals with the clients. Sure. Um, that way, we can try to maximize. Uh, their moves, right, and and what they buy and how they approach that. Um, so diversification isn't just, you know, buying mutual funds and stocks versus real estate. We're talking about like when you buy real estate. Yep. Are you buying single family homes in high market areas? Mm-hmm. Are you buying single family homes in you know C class areas? Right. Um, where you're just gonna have a longer term tenant at a lower rate and. The cap rate performs differently there and um, looking at things holistically and then going further into that the multifamily is like mm-hmm. is a duplex or a quad more in line with what your portfolio goal is uh, versus you know our eight units and 10 and 15 the bigger monthly family um, the one thing that makes us a little bit more involved in that process is we also have different investment strategies where it's 100% passive mm-hmm. where all you do is write a check and sign a note and all right. of a sudden you're investing real estate with real returns without actually owning mm-hmm. any real estate, which um, right. we've talked at lengths in other podcasts like, about like private that. money. Yeah, but private money lending. Right. Uh, you know, I think we have a, a fund that's going yeah. together that I think you and Tiffany kind of touched on a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different things you can do there that are definitely helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it basically – boils down to what is your appetite as an right. investor for risk. Um, right. You know, again, we, we talk about diversifying, you know, like, so say if you were a stockbroker, you're talking about diversifying your right. portfolio. Well, it's the same thing in real estate. You don't want to just buy all the same single family properties in a B class neighborhood right. or a C class. Um, you know, I mean, it's, again, it ultimately boils down to like what your, what your risk is or what right. you would like to do or what you feel comfortable doing. But, I mean, so imagine an A-class property, right? right? You know, the market right now, you're a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent. We're watching real estate just, you know, across the nation, just boom, 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 boom. And, um, you know, yes, it may cost a little bit more money to purchase one of these homes. But right. if you were to purchase that 
and have your bills being covered with a little bit of cash flow. I mean, that's not the primary reason for it, but imagine right. buying a house and, and gaining uh, 15, 20% equity over five years. Right. You know, when you're talking about your five year plan. Um, and then, of course, like a B class property. Yeah. You know, maybe a little bit easier to rent, uh, maybe a better tenant. I mean, all, all the things that you obviously as a property manager would, would know, but, you know, and then a C class. You know, um, again, some people now we don't dive into D class properties, but I mean, at the end of the day, people need to rent houses there too. Right. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's really nothing wrong with it. It's just that like to protect our investors, we don't really offer that kind of, uh, risk. Yeah. But, yeah. So I'm glad you touched on that. Like, um, you know, part of what we do is we try to set expectations for risk management a little bit here. Right. And, you know, as you mentioned, we don't buy, we, we try to stay away from, um, the lower class properties just mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we try to set expectation of like, if you purchase it here, mm -hmm. we've already done this work to it, or this is the work we would suggest. And this is what the rent would be. And, and the realization is the rents are not usually at a comparable market rate right. for lower class properties, which means that the numbers don't work as smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, obviously the deal has to work. So you analyze your deal, look at the numbers, do some projections, yep. um, have conversations with people like Mark and myself to determine, hey, what would the market rate be um, if I went retail and sold it or if I had an investor purchase or renting and all the all of those things, right? Um, it changes the dynamic. Uh, so one of the things that we do here as well is um, when we acquire properties in the front end of our business, when, right. we, buy, when we purchase at the cash for Ohio houses level, mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't always – they're not always locked in to what the disposition status is. Like sometimes like we we're just talking to deal, actually walking in the door to the studio right. today that it may be turning from a retail sale into a turnkey because it's not fitting um, the retail market right now, uh, which is something we can't gauge. I mean, we do the best we can, but right. it shifts and moves all the time. And um, it, it's one of those properties that's been on the market for a minute. So um, we kind of looked at the numbers. We gauged the, the, the class and the area and tenant base and what mm -hmm. the rent should be. And, um, you know, we're, probably in the next week or so making a decision on that, moving that into a turnkey status where, um, you know, I'll be able to put a tenant in there. And then um, now it shifts into a different owner class too. Now it's not a live-in owner, it's an investor owner. Um, right. So it, it's nice to have that flexibility. Um, and we encourage our investors to have the same kind of strategy and flexibility of dispositions. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we've touched on it in other areas of conversation where, it's about patience right. as well. Right. Um, you know, real estate is definitely a patience game. I know that sometimes, you know, you may talk to your your stock advisor or something like that, and you know, <laughs> right. you start to see the market dip a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, you want to jump ship, sell, sell, sell. You know, right. I mean, like in real estate, um, sometimes yeah. you have to weather the storm you have to and ride the wave. Man. Exactly, because yeah. at the end of the day, I, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> you'll you'll pay down your mortgage, like you'll have right. equity in your house. Um, so. Um, you know, for, for our new investors and our, even our savvy investors, I mean, they'll, they know that, uh, well, the savvy investors know to, to ride the wave, right. you know I mean? Exactly. And, and the new investors, you know, just trust in the fact that you've, you've done your homework, you, you've looked at the numbers, you, you have an asset, um, you know, that, that's performing, maybe it's not performing as well as you wanted to, but at the end of the day, uh, you've put money into it, it will pay off. You right. just have to be patient with it, you know, and again, you know, I know one of the things I think we're going to touch on as well is like when you're when you're talking about just tax benefits right. of it. You know, what I mean, so real estate has huge tax benefits. 
Uh, Tiffany and I had Tiffany uh, and I talked about this earlier in another vlog episode um, of of all the things that you can write off. Right. You know, you can write off property management. You can write off if you had to make repairs to the house. You can write off like the house itself, a pro the depreciation right. of it. So there's there's so many things, and you know, so it's it's really like real estate is such a fun. Yeah. portfolio to build and and you know what i mean as long as you're patient and, and understand it takes time yeah i mean it's a chess game but it is. it's a chess game that the pieces have been laid out the moves have been kind of laid out for you and you can definitely predict three four five moves ahead right you know you brought up tax strategies and then and, and when you were saying that i was thinking of liabilities like right. going back to risk management and, and um you know we can make predictions on sure. quite a few things but honestly the market as a whole the masses as a whole as a whole make um make the determination on how things like this play out. And when you have rental portfolios specifically, like you can't control the risks. We start introducing um, other stakeholders like residents um, and their families and their friends that may come by the property. You know, we can't always account for certain damages or certain mm -hmm. situations to unfold. I mean, we can set a standard, right? We can set expectations, but uh, ultimately there's risk involved sure. with anything. Right. I mean, there's risk of getting in your car every day and putting your seatbelt and driving to work. You exactly. Know? Right. It's unfortunate. More risk. But, <laughs> right. Um, so there's risk involved with this, but the tax benefits on the back end, uh, mm -hmm. the, the potential equity return on this um, – outweighs it right yeah. so if, if you we, we always encourage you to talk to your tax professionals too um and right. uh, i mean i can't offer up time with mark but i'm more right. than happy to get on the phone <laughs> with anybody any day to talk about the stuff um but it, talk to your tax professionals and they're going to tell you what you can and can't write off and um even in situations where we've had owners that have had some losses like we just came out of a tough covid situation that right. was difficult not only for us to um to navigate but for our owners to accept yeah um and there were some lost rents. There was some pain. There was some. Uh, there was some feeling there. Sure. Um, and you know, that's the, I'm gonna, that brings kind of into our next point of hiring a PM is um, having a professional that's in your corner. Right. You know. Uh, so I, I actually I just watched the Rocky franchise. So I'm gonna bring this up. Oh, so, there you go. Man. Um, you know, some would say that uh, Mick was the best character out of the whole franchise because he was just standing in the corner telling Rocky, hey, you got this, you got this, you just swing, step up, <laughs> and all those things. And, and that's what the PM does for you. Like we're, right. we're the people that step in and say, hey, I know this is hard. You're going to get knocked down. It's going to hurt. I'm going to set this expectation. This is what we're going to do. Um, prep you, have that conversation. Hey, talk to your insurance. They're going to help you recover some losses. Talk to your tax professional. You know, we document this. You should you might be able to get a write-off. You know, you, we can help navigate that pain. Um, it's not always easy. Right. Um, however, when it is good, right? When, sure. when, when yeah, punches right. land and everything's perfect, you have a really nice opportunity here for some passive wealth. Mm -hmm. And I think we all agree we're in this game to be in a passive financial freedom position. And real estate's a key way to do that. No, absolutely. And, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, you are the middle man. You know, there's the investor, there's the property, and then you have your property management. They probably know the tenants. You know, of course, we know the area, we know the market, so we know, you know, when it gets a little scary. So again, it's it's. I know I keep referring back to that stockbroker or whatever, but <laughs> right. I mean, because they may know that stock or they know that particular area of, the, of their expertise, and right. so that's, you know, what the property management. That's what you're paying for is their expertise in in that particular field, in that particular market, that rental area. Knowing that, yes, there may be some ups, there may be some right. downs, but. Just like Mick, you do have to ride it out. You'll right. eventually, 
uh, hopefully come out on the better side of that. But right. Um, you're right, there is risk. And then, I mean, gosh, this this last year I know has been has been rough for COVID. I've been talking to investors, and they're right. like, "Should I get in it now? Should I not?" Again, it ultimately comes down to like what your uh, appetite for risk is, but. It's a protected risk. It's right, a calculated absolutely. risk. I mean, you've you thought about it, and so yeah. And in, in order, in effort to come full circle on this, like if you hold re- if you hold rental real estate, mm-hmm. okay, and you want to mitigate some of that risk, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about tax advantages. We mentioned several times here. I know you guys have done other podcasts to discuss what those look like. I think Randy even said, "Hey, like this is this is some stuff you can do yep. uh, from an accountant standpoint." And um, Ultimately, diversifying is a really good way to mitigate some risk sure. and liability because it gives you additional cash resources mm-hmm. in something with a different stability mm-hmm. um, to supplement income, to be able to take those punches when when things come down the road that um, may be painful. No, absolutely. That's a, it's an amazing way to think of that. And so it's, it's kind of like why you have to, you know, when you're talking about diversifying your portfolio – Sprinkling in some of those things. Like imagine if you had some A-class properties and you had a tremendous amount of equity in those properties. You could do a cash out refi, use that money to mitigate maybe some losses. You could use that to put back into property, which then again, you're writing that off. Right. So, I mean, there's just so much magic, but it all starts with the first purchase. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, you you know, you're going to have to at some point jump in, get your feet wet. You know, right. you, you get that first property. You don't have to be a millionaire to buy real estate. There's plenty of banking and 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 things out there for just the regular guys like like us. Right. And uh, absolutely, you know, I mean, you're an investor, you yeah. know, and so. You know, so so Chris does investing. Uh, I haven't jumped in yet, just because I got three kids and it costs a lot for daycare. But um, we're we're going to be getting into it very soon because right. again, we know that this is a vehicle you ultimately want to. And we all touch on the passive income. I mean, yeah, in in twenty years, again, I got to be patient too. In twenty years, I want to own multiple properties with no mortgage. Just going out and you know in my bathrobe and a cup of coffee to grab my checks. I mean, right? right? Isn't that that's right. ultimately what we're what we're trying to do is is not get out of my underwear in the morning. But um, so yeah, I mean, and so you have to do that. You have to have some A's, some B's, some C's. I mean, I, I'm sure your 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 uh, your clients come to you and talk about scaling. Like yeah, when absolutely. is when is a good time to scale? What right. what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, um, I will tell you, one of my clients, um, very. Very close to me, actually. He uh, he recently doubled his portfolio size in the last like four months. And what he did is actually exactly what you're talking about. He had rent long term rentals. Um, well, he didn't quite double it. It was probably yeah, 150%, right? So, uh, but he had long term rentals mm-hmm. and they were performing uh, once the second or third set of lease renewals. So, we're talking two and a half to three years in. Right. Um, all of them have been renovated in some capacity at standard, all of mm-hmm. them at market rate. We're now into two and a half years, roughly, of there being tenants in there. He did a mass refinance and just refinanced the whole portfolio. Right. Pulled 70 to 80% ARV back out. Yep. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, um, ARV is after resale value, uh, which is essentially what the value property appreciates at. Sure. Um, and he pumped that money back into a new portfolio. He bought, I think, five or six single-family homes and a couple duplexes, right. um, one of which is an emerging market for IPM. So we're kind of going through a learning curve of sure. going into that market. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, now he's already looking to the future, saying, okay, hey, these are all rented now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of get through this seasoning of six months, finishing out his uh, – he has private lenders on that, so finishing out his private lending terms, and he'll yep. go back and probably refinance them uh, in the spring, early summer, and then probably repeat it again. Yeah. Um, and now, actually, he's in a position where he's actually close to retiring from the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's looking at that paycheck, like, okay, this I'm going to live on this income now. Yep. Um, so now he's having the conversation of diversifying, saying, hey, if I take some of the, the butter off the top, can I invest in other areas that aren't necessarily, you know, hold real estate uh, rentals and get a little residual, right? Sure. Um, and ultimately, like, I mean, that's the, that's the goal is to be in a position where you don't have to be a nine-to-five landlord, Right, you don't yeah. have to sit there and answer emails and questions and all those things. You can just be passive, hundred percent. No, absolutely. And by having, and I'm sure you've even had clients at this. You know, by by having a, a you know a started portfolio mm-hmm. and you've paid down your mortgage and you have equity in these mm-hmm. houses. At some point, I think we've had a couple investors where they just dump the property. You know, right, I mean, they 100%. just want to sell it on the MLS, yeah. take that money, because I mean, imagine if I had a house where I originally paid $100,000 for it, so I put my, my twenty grand into it, and over time I've paid it down. Now I know that I could sell it for, you know, hundred and ten, right? Right. So it made a little bit of money, but, um, you know, and I walk fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Well, now I can put fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 towards, you know, two, $300,000 purchase. And so that's how you start to, to, to scale and double that portfolio yeah. or, you know, take that 50 grand and, and buy two properties. Yeah, you, you can know, take that says, 50 grand. You can either buy a larger por- portfolio, possibly pull a 1031 while that still exists, um, <laughs> or you can dump it in two properties because now you have 50 grand. If you had a down payment of 20 on the one, now you can buy right. essentially two and a half down payments again, right? Exactly. Or um, in the effort to be all inclusive, <laughs> um, you you could private money lend on that and get 8 to 12% depending on who's your, who's your um, recipient. And now that money's tied to real estate through a contract and you get paid, you know, interest dividends either quarterly or semi-annually or annually, right. just checks in the bank. Right. Um, and then you're not actually owning property, you know, but you're getting, you know, I mean, if you get 10% on 50,000, you're getting what, five grand, mm-hmm. you know, not, I mean, not a why, bad way to turn it not, around. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> why not? And uh, you could just defer all that interest. Yeah. You don't have to pay for repairs. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with tenants. Sounds, and sounds I like that. that yeah, sounds right. Safe. So I mean, there's there's different strat. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm an advocate all day for rental real estate. Uh, right. Job security for me. Right. Uh, but you know, like personally, my personal investments, like I do passive. I might lend. Right. I just give money a small percentage. Um, I know we have people here that do a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, uh, and I know some of one of our one of our groups here. Um, you know, we do the lending side. We do recipient mm-hmm. where we take money and we put it into projects. So we do a little bit of everything. And that's when we talk about diversifying. It's not just the asset class, um, but it's also the strategy. Oh man, there's 100%. so many. It's so many. I mean, you could sit down with you, me, <laughs> your CPA, your financial advisor. Call CJ. Yeah, I mean CJ. You could talk to any one of us, and we can we can help to 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 build right. a plan for you. Go over all the different strategies that you have, like what you have your money in, where you could move it to, you know, but ultimately I think, you know, I, I said it before, it's going to come down to your appetite for risk. What makes you sleep easy at night? Because again, it, it's in, it's an investment. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to be putting a little sweat equity into it, you know, some sleepless nights, but you know I mean? Th- these are calculated risks. 
And you just have to kind of decide, like, which route do you want to go? And ultimately, right. like you had mentioned, what's your five-year, your 10-year, your 15? Right. You know, what's your what's your retirement exit? You right. know, what are you going to do with these properties when you no longer want to be in this business? Right. I mean, and, and honestly, you can move on the fly. Like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you sit down with one of us or even your CPA or, you know, a mm-hmm. financial advisor or whoever sure. your in-person is that you trust to give you real estate advice and financial mm-hmm. advice, um, the plan you make today will not be your plan next year this time. Oh, like, it's going to 100% change. Yep. Um, and that's okay. Like, I think my cha- mm-hmm. my plan's changed three or four times at this point. I've only been investing for a couple of years. Like, right. And it's okay. Um, and most of that, some of that's because the market changes. Some mm-hmm. of it's because... You inherited some money, and now your positions change. You don't have to do this long-term equity build. You already have some equity. Yeah. Yep. All of those things are factors, um, but the, the, the most important thing is to plan mm-hmm. because failing to do that is failing. So yep. um, get in, talk to somebody. Um, I mean, our line, our phones are always on reading yep. off the hook, so call one of us. Call CJ. Mm-hmm. Um, bring your CPA in the conversation if you want. Yeah, uh, I don't absolutely. think we have any problem having those conversations. Um yeah, the most important thing is though is half the conversation. Right? Yeah, talk about it. Exactly. You can't you can't buy if you don't. You know, don't try. <laughs> right, right. You got to try something, right? Right. So. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it today. Yeah, I, mean, I think we got a lot of that out. That's right. Yeah. Up. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Like I said, um, it's been fun. It's another day in the podcast of real talk. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. Which is real talk with real estate investing. Um, we like to end these by saying invest smart and live happy. Take care. Thanks, guys. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions and information on this show are not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.